Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Wednesday show. We've got a fantastic guest on the show today. We've got the um, joint founder and CEO of Lifter LMS, Chris Badgett. He also comes on our Friday roundtable show, so he's a, he's a friend of the show. Like to introduce yourself a bit more, Chris. Sure. It's great to be here, Jonathan. Um, I do a lot of different things. I'm a family guy. I'm a uh, traveler. I'm an outdoor guy. I'm a technologist. I'm a uh, real, I, I'm a prolific online course creator myself. I'm really passionate about online courses, but most people online know me as the co-founder of Lifter LMS, which is a WordPress plugin and uh, ecosystem of add-ons that make it possible to create, sell, and protect online courses. But I'm into all kinds of things, uh, leadership, family, uh, healthy lifestyle, all these things make me tick. Certainly does. Um, and I've got my co-host, Kim Shivler. I'd like to introduce yourself, Kim. I'd love to. Thank you, Jonathan. I'm Kim Shivler. I am an instructional design consultant and a communications instructor. You can find me at kimshivler.com. That's great. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a maintenance support company um, that specialize in learning management systems and membership websites. That's what we like to help people with. So let's get this show started. So, Chris, um, with Thomas, you are the joint founder. How how did Lifter LMS start? What was its origins? Why did you get into the crazy world of learning management systems, Chris? Well, I like to say, uh, just like the hair club for men, I'm I'm not only the CEO, I'm also a client. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm a course builder myself, which is part of the origin story, but to give a broader context that we're recording this at the end of 2017, the Lifter LMS project is almost four years old at this point. And, um, Thomas and I operated a WordPress web development design agency for uh, a long time before that for several years. And we knew we wanted to get into the product business and we enjoyed serving clients. Uh, but, and we ended up getting a specialty in building online courses and membership site websites for people. And then often building custom software on top of that, all doing that in the WordPress ecosystem is the foundation of our development stack. But it was through all that wanting to get into the product. Um, me, understanding the industry because I also create and sell my own online courses and partner with other experts to do the same as kind of a publisher model. It was just the obvious choice of where we wanted to go. And I'm a big fan in terms of entrepreneurship and business that uh, someone came up with the phrase, the um, corner office test or the stage test, which means, um, do you want to three years from now be on stage talking about this? Will you still be passionate about it? And if so, it might be worth pursuing. If not, 
uh, it, the, the fire of passion may burn out and it may not hold long term. But for me, online education and the topic of learning is something that I'm literally devoting my life to. So that's, mm. that's part of the story as well. So how, how did you meet Thomas? Thomas and I met, um, I remember when I first got into technology, I had just left Alaska. I've spent a lot of time in my life living without technology and even without electricity. Um, and after I had my first daughters and we can talk about the Alaska origin story if you want a little bit, but I, um, I, st I was actually uh, freelancing for another company doing project management on a, on a, for web development. And I hired Thomas for a, um, a development, freelance development job. I found him on uh, Odesk, it was called at the time. Now it's called Upwork. And, you know, I kind of developed him as a subcontractor in this other company. Then I, then I started my own freelance business. I hired Thomas as a subcontractor for me directly. And then later, Thomas hired me as a project manager into his company. And then, and then later we're like, let's just end all this, merge our companies together. And that was the origin of Codebox, which is the um, company that, you know, is officially the company that makes Lifter LMS. We used to do a lot of client services, but now we're fully focused on Lifter LMS. Oh, that's great. You broke, you broke up a little bit there, but it came back, Chris. Um, so, like you say, it's been four years. What are some of the major lessons that you've learned in those four years, Chris? Wow, there's a lot. Um, the big one is kind of like I mentioned with the stage test. Uh, having passion is so critical to our success because, uh, you know, because we're really into the subject matter of what our software does, we're not just trying to make money with the internet business. It's that passion that not only fuels us through the difficult times, but also is one of the number one attractors of people who become interested in our product because they, they can see the excitement and the passion that we have as a company and how much we get invested and how much we listen to our prospects, our users and our customers and really care about serving what they're trying to do. It's that passion that really, um, it's one of our unique selling propos propositions, differentiators. Uh, that's a big one. And another one I would say is just uh, having a open mind and being open to having our assumptions challenged. So if we are building a feature and we ask for community feedback, maybe they want something slightly different than what we were originally thinking, we're okay with that. We're not building this for us, we're building it for them. And I'd say our biggest insight is we actually, we take care of our customers and our users, but what we focus most of our attention on is our customer's customer. So our customer who's teaching online, as long as their students or their members are taken care of and get the results that they're trying to get through this online course or membership site, that is the guiding force and principle behind everything we do. And having that focus is a big part of our success. Yeah, I can honestly say uh, I think you uh, and your team plus the Beaver Builder and give the give team with some of the nicest people i've met in wordpress actually and um like i say i think both all three companies have the same kind of philosophy and really do the best for their clients so i think 
I've, I've put you on a high level there, Chris. Well, I appreciate that. And I know those companies too. And uh, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, so how do you, uh, you know, in a crowded market, not only in the WordPress space, but uh, a lot of totally hosted um, solutions, how do you differentialize Lifter LMS from the competition, Chris? Well, you're absolutely right. There's two questions there. The first is... Oh, I'm known for my multi-questions, Chris. <laughs> you're right. The, the first question someone asks, and I will do this if I'm talking to somebody, and if they're not a good fit for being self-hosted or owning their own platform, I will recommend a hosted solution like Teachable or Thinkific. Um, but that is the first question someone needs to ask themselves is, do you want to own your platform? Do you want control over that? Do you want to avoid monthly expenses? Do you want to tap into the power of the WordPress ecosystem with all the other plugins and design and unlimited customization that you can do? Or do you want to rent space somewhere else with limited customization with the benefit being that you're not responsible for the platform? So there is a trade-off when you own your platform, you are responsible for it and you're taking on more technical responsibility. But that's the beauty of WordPress. It's what it's, it's made for in terms of, you know, democratizing, not just publishing, but also application development. And when you're building an online course and a membership site, make no mistake about it, it's not just a website. It's not just a mar some marketing pages. It is a web application. And Lifter LMS is a, uh, a tool for building a learning management system, which is a web application. So once you make that distinction, you know, there's so much competition inside hosted learning management systems and membership tools um, that you just take like 95% of everything off the table and you're speaking to people who want to own their platform. They want to control the revenue. They don't want fixed monthly fees uh, and they want extensibility and, and freedom to build their platform. So that's the first thing. Now that we're in the WordPress space, the next question is WordPress L LMS plugin versus WordPress LMS theme. In my opinion, um, design belongs in themes. Functionality belongs in plugins. You should be able to change your design and not lose your LMS as an example. Most people change their website every two years, the design, but they don't need to lose the learning management system they work so hard to build. So that takes a lot of the themes out of the way. Uh, now we're left with a handful of uh, WordPress LMS plugins and the really the, the big differentiation for us has to do with our levels of customer support, our levels of engagement with prospects, users, and customers, it has to do with our vision for the product, and it has to do with our focus on creating, um, not just selling information, but creating a tool for people to offer results-based learning. And it has to do with um, what people say they like a lot about us is just how much we listen. Like I was talking about before, we don't operate in a bubble and assume that we always know what's best for online course creators and membership site owners. We're very engaged in our Facebook group, the conferences, uh, in other Facebook groups, other online formats, always listening and interacting, making sure we're serving the needs of the course creators. So it's counterintuitive, 
we actually do very little like market research in terms of looking at our competitors. I haven't looked, I haven't used a competitor's tool uh, in like four years. And um, I'm not focused on my competitors. I'm focused like a laser on, on course creators, membership site owners and their business problems and the needs of their students. And it's through there that we guide our, um, the vision for the product. And I think people really like that. And once they get that and they see that, it, the choice, you know, it sways a lot of people to wanting to, you know, be on the journey with us. Yeah, I think that's great, Chris. Um, one factor, because I think what you're saying is it's a bit like the, the, what is the differential of one of your clients who's competing in a competitive membership sector is that the actual teaching experience and, um, and service care of those that join the members can be a differential and um the other thing i want to ask you about is ux design because building like you say you are actively in your plugin building an application platform have you learned a lot because i i think um really good ux design is not easy um has that been a thing that you've struggled with and learned um from i really love that you're asking that question um, you know, first of all, I would say something like just to kind of back into that. Sometimes I wonder like, why did we get into learning management system? It's really complex. It's complicated. There's all these other products that are like more like, we're just going to do one thing, like get an opt-in or submit some forms. Like learning management is complex, but we're okay with that because we love it and we're passionate about that. But that comes with all these dinner, different interfaces. And not only is it for the builder of the website, it's also for the teacher. It's also for the end user. Um, so there's the, all these different layers to what the interface means. And I would say over time, I was actually really appreciating that skill set that has evolved for myself and Thomas and other members of our team over time, just from all those thousands and thousands of hours developing software and solving business problems with software, we've developed that skill set. And I, um, it may exist out there like a user experience design training program or school. Um, but I've kind of, Thomas and I have kind of evolved through that more through more of an organic way of like, okay, we've got this business problem we're going to solve and let's work together. And he's really open. I'm representing the end user. We're talking through it. And uh, just recently, yesterday and several days this week, we've been designing the new quiz interface, which is going to have a whole new overhaul, all these new question types. The way a course creator builds the quiz is going to get 10 times better. The student experience is going to get 10 times better when they're taking a quiz. And then there, the, there's going to be all these different kinds of question types to make the learning engagement much higher and quite frankly, a lot more fun and game-like. A skill that has evolved over time. And uh, I feel grateful that we've had the opportunity to stay with the same kind of project for so long that that, that ability to do interface design, especially in the LMS world, is becoming one of our, another one of our you know, assets or differentiators. 
Um, but I, I just feel blessed to work with somebody like Thomas, mm. where we have different skill sets to work on that user experience problem. And then the whole other piece of it, which I'm, I, I'm looking to interact with and, and help um, more instructional designers learn um, or just to understand that world even more. I, I'm open to learning a lot and I want, I'm trying to connect course creators with more instructional designers because we have all these experts. I'm helping build the tool and now we have this whole other interface of like how do we build the actual course content and the learning journey. And uh, there's just so much that goes into it around this world in this world of learning that um, it's an endlessly fascinating, fun and collaborative experience. Um, just a quick question um, before we go for our break and I, I turn it over to my co-host, Kim. Um, are you, do you think increasingly not only your own product, but other, other WordPress uh, LMS products. Do you think you're going to get increasing foothold in the educational, the professional education, universities, schools market as well? That's a great question. Um, I'm doing well at art, Chris. Yeah, there's a uh, <clears throat> from what I'm seeing from the outside looking in. Uh, I I'm a believer that we're still in the early days of the hockey stick growth of online education. It's not. We are starting to tip into the majority and things are starting to go mainstream, but the bread and butter of the LMS industry, especially the self-hosted LMS industry, which we talked about right now has to do with experts and solo operators. Um, you know, but it is becoming more institutionalized, more businesses are adopting LMS for tra internal training. And um, you know, there's people using Lifter LMS college professors who are using it to deliver uh, instead of giving books to their students, they're, they're giving courses powered by Lifter LMS to their students. Um, there's all these things I see happening. Universities contact me departments, but this is, this is the beginning of the tip into the mainstream. Uh, but the, the early adopter make no mistake about it was the technologist and the marketing expert looking to teach online after them is other kinds of solo experts after them we're getting into the you know the businesses and the institution and the majority that's great we're going to go for our break and we'll be back and we'll be discussing more about learning management systems with chris brader um the ceo of lifter lms do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back before i hand it over to kim i want to talk about uh one of our sponsors and it's a new sponsor i'm really i'm really glad that they've come on board with wp tonic they're going to be with us for over a year and that's kinster hosting and what is kinster kinster 
is uh, one of the best quality uh, WordPress hosting providers on the market at the present moment. The WP Tonic website is hosted by Kinsta. I wouldn't endorse them unless I was utilizing the product myself. Um, they've got a great team, um, very similar to some of the companies that I've mentioned in this podca- podcast. Um, this particular episode, they're a fantastic team. And it starts at $30 a month, their plans. And basically, um, they're using um, the best technology on the market at the present moment. And I would highly advise you to go to kinsta.com and look at what they're going to offer you, the the WordPress business owner or the developer. So um, go to kinsta.com. So I'm going to hand it over to my co-host, Kim, now. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, great stuff. As always, Chris, we always love getting to chat with you. <clears throat> so I had a couple of questions, and I loved what you said about the, the, the quizzes, because I think that that was something you guys have done, a, in my opinion, a really good job of. You, you started small to get it out the door, and now you're – you're really adding on to that because that was, I think in my very first review was the quizzes were a little limited uh, compared to some of the others, but now it's just been fun watching you over the last year and a half really growing into that. So other than the quizzes, what else uh, tease us with something else you've got coming out? Well, right after quizzes is our assignments functionality. Mm-hmm. And this kind of ties into our vision of um, mapping, not just, information, selling information, curated information, but results. And we're approached, the way we're approaching assignments is all about helping course creators take their learners outside and away from the computer. Or if it is on the computer, that's fine too, but to get the results that they're teaching about through an assignment system that really helps reinforce and apply the learning. So I'm super excited about that. And, uh, and thank you for the, the kind words about the quizzes. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to build our own quiz system from the ground up without bundling in um, a, you know, a third-party quiz system. And uh, it's, it, I'm really excited because it's, it's been a long road getting to this point where now we can really focus on that and build on that foundation without any dependencies uh, for the market. So I'm super excited about that. That's fantastic. So I love, okay, the assignments idea. Um, You know, many times I'm teaching technology, which is assignments that happen on the computer. Mm -hmm. But I also, we know, teach communication skills, which has teamwork that is completely outside of the computer. So the fact that you're approaching it, I have not seen another online management system uh, give you really any other ideas for assignments other than, you know, create a document and upload it here type of thing yeah. you know you conclude it together those of us who teach we we can make anything work in our own mind but i love that you are coming at it from that from the the another thing that you've recently added and i'm just getting to start playing with it here is some private options for your students so if i'm teaching which i am uh, about to launch a new series of classes that will be in lifter lms I can actually have private pages for my customers. 
tell us a little bit or tell me a little bit about that because I think that's something a lot of people are interested in and they don't even know it's available. Absolutely. Um, so before the advanced quizzes in what we call our infinity bundle, we rolled out two add-ons, which are advanced functionality. One is called private areas and one is called social learning. So the one we're talking about here, private areas is built for coaches and one-on-one -on -one mentoring. And again, this all comes back. If we zoom out and look at the vision, we're focused like a laser on the results capability of the platform on the students. And if you look at the offline world, which is where I go for inspiration, if you have a, a course, a class, a, a book, what makes it more effective? It's one-on-one -on -one access to the leader mm -hmm. where learning can be personalized or private coaching. Different people have different limitations, stumbling blocks, strengths and weaknesses. So private areas is built basically for people who want to offer one-on-one -on -one coaching as either an upsell to their course or as part of their main offering. And at a tactical software level, um, it is a private page per student per course or per member per membership. And uh, that sounds cool, but it's what you can do with that where and it's not just one page. You could do a series of it. It's kind of like a personal blog. You could just have one private post or you could have multiple. And then there can be a private conversation around that private post. But you can do as a coach or a teacher or mentor, you can do so many different things with that private channel to facilitate more on top of just the course content and the gamification. I love that. And I think I, I would just like to throw out there for people who are thinking about building an online course or they're planning to, even if you're not, even if you don't consider yourself a coach, really think through what this type of option can do for you. One of the things when I consult with people is more and more as we get more into that mainstream of online courses, people want more access to you. The days of just, I'm going to pop two or three videos in and charge, you know, $600 for this and it's all running by itself, that's going away. Because if people are gonna pay you good money, I don't mean a $29 course, but a good expensive course, they want a little more access. So even if you don't consider yourself a coach, think and look at what you can offer people in these private areas. Even if it's not something you're uh, assigning them, but a place for them to process and keep their notes, et cetera. It's, it can be their private area. It doesn't mean you actually have to go into each person's page and give them uh, individuals, correct? This can be like their private locker where they can process their notes. And what does that do? That adds to the interaction. It adds to the learning experience. Absolutely. Those are super solid points. And I like to also just point out the economics, like you're saying, the days of, um, you know, a $2,000, $1,000 passive course, uh, it may not work going forward. And, and I think in our society, there's a, um, there's a love affair, which I have too, with automation and passive income. Mm -hmm. And I'm not against those things, and I do those things. But I think the hidden gem or what's the hack is to do things that don't scale. And um, so when you're considering building a coaching program or a learning program, um, 
if we just do SAS math, which is, <laughs> which is like a dangerous way to look at numbers, but it's fun to do. Um, you may create a hundred dollar course and, and try Say you're trying to get to the hundred thousand dollars a year mark. Now you got to sell a thousand units of your hundred dollar course, which is passive income and all that. I would argue it's easier in this world th this day to do, to add private coaching to that offer, sell it, which has some one-on-one, -on -one, you know, let's say it might have some Skype call or Zoom or Skype calls uh, or, you know, and then those re replay videos go into the private area. There's conversation and whatnot. It'd be easier to sell a hundred of those for, $1,000 or let's say 50 of those for $2,000 then to get to the $1,000 of the, you know, video version of a book. Hands down. That's exactly what I'm seeing. And as always, for anybody who hasn't heard us get together yet, every time I get together with Chris, we could just keep geeking out on this stuff because our minds go the same way, but we're seeing the same things. You know, yes. When I first started teaching people online courses several years ago, you could do some of these more automated at a higher price. Now, if you want to be fully automated, you're going to have a lower price. You also have the benefit of with the higher price courses and the, the SAS math, as you said, very much like something you said already. Part of what helps drive your company and where you go next is listening to your customers. You do yourself a favor also if you offer some level of group coaching personal coaching, et cetera, because if you will listen, they will tell you what they want next and what they're willing to pay for next so that you can keep, you know, feeding your own audience. And I think that's something that you, um, that I was hearing you say is very much part of what you guys do. Yeah. I think it's counterintuitive. I think we're really used to like picking up a book and not being able to contact the, the author of the book. But that's the, 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 the rules are different in the online world. You can have, you can create stuff and you're, the people can contact you. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. you can charge much more than 10 or $20 for a book. So like the economics can work out. And having that feedback loop open is critical to, you know, results-based learning. Yeah, absolutely. Jonathan, did you have something? No, actually, I think we're going to have to wrap this up, actually, okay. for the podcast, but we're going to continue the discussion. I've got some um, additional interesting questions I'm sure Kim has. Hopefully, um, Chris will be uh, able to stay on for another 10, 15 minutes. You'll be able to watch that on the WP Tonic website, plus there'll be links to our new sponsor, Kinster. Um, like I say, a great hosting provider. So you'll be able to see this bonus content with a full set of sh show notes and other um, useful content on the WP Tonic website. So we're going to wrap up this part of the show. Um, we'll see you next week where we're going to have somebody doing something interesting with WordPress. Um, also, if you could just um, go to iTunes and be generous and give us a review. That really helps the show as well. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.